Welcome to the Crafting and Coffee Podcast with Amy Latta Creations. Let's get inspired. Hi, friend, and thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Amy, and if you're unfamiliar with me and my work, I am a blogger, an author, an artist, and I do lots of workshops as well. I have a website at amyalattacreations.com, and my goal is to inspire creativity in folks by teaching them how to make all kinds of art and crafts, and specifically hand lettering. I have five hand lettering workbooks out there, and I'm actually working on a sixth book right now. It's going to be different, and I can't tell you a whole lot about it yet, except to say that it's designed for all creatives. And rather than being a how-to type book, it's more of an inspirational guide, and it's designed to help walk you through a creative journey of your own, rather than teaching specific skills. So I'm really, really excited about it, and it will come out in December of this year, 2021. My manuscript is due February 15th, which is why I haven't done a whole lot of podcasting lately or a whole lot of (laughs) much else, Uh, but stay tuned for more about that coming soon. In the meantime, as we get into today's topic, we're going to be talking about something that has been rather a hot topic in our house uh, lately here, which is TikTok. Uh, We're going to talk about what I call TikTok, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Basically, uh, TikTok first came to my attention a few months ago. My 13-year-old son has a bunch of friends, especially of the female variety, who were into, are into TikTok. They have accounts on there. And basically, when I first started hearing about it and asking him about what it was because he was interested in getting an account, what I really thought was that it was just a platform for middle and high school girls to get on there and share themselves dancing to the same songs. And in large part, I wasn't entirely wrong. Um, that is how it started, I think. That's sort of who gravitated. It's the Gen Z, uh, my kids' age, and they have gravitated to this new social media Um, Folks like me who still post on Facebook are the old ones (laughs) and, um, you know, they aren't interested in the social platforms that I'm familiar with. And so I found myself needing to research and look at, you know, okay, what is TikTok? Is this a safe place for my kids? Is this a place that I want to be? As a creator, is it a place, uh, you know, I've tried to flood social media in the other aspects with content because that's the way that I reach all kinds of different folks, different demographics, and get my work out there so that I can inspire people, hopefully, and educate. And so I found myself wondering, is this a worthwhile place where I want to be as well? So um, around this time, I got an email from a company called InCast and they were partnering with TikTok and they were trying to create a group of influencers and creators, uh, they're actually still doing this, um, trying to get folks like me to come and flood TikTok with a different kind of content. Because basically, as an app, they're trying to compete with the apps that are already in existence. They're trying to make a way... um, They're trying to attract Gen Z, certainly, um, and they have, they've done that, but they're also trying to fill that same void that Instagram and Facebook and all the other things that are out there uh, are doing, and they want to be a place where folks of all ages come. They obviously, I get 
more money and more uh, everything when they have more people using their app. So they want to attract all ages and all kinds of people to come in and use their app instead of the other alternatives or in addition to them. So what they basically decided was the general perception is the same perception that I had, which is TikTok is an app for young kids and they dance and they do things that may or may not be appropriate. And um, they want to change that brand image. They want to be seen as a place where there's quality content. And the hashtag that they're really trying to drive home is this hashtag learn on TikTok. So they're asking folks like me to come on and to post these little 15 to 60 second tutorials, inspirational things where we're teaching people how to do something using that hashtag learn on TikTok. And the idea is that people will start to see it as a place to go for DIY inspiration, for life hacks. Um, and, you know, this is where the good comes in for the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, the good thing about TikTok is that, in part, this is working. There are a lot of creators that are jumping on this bandwagon to give it a try and see what they can share and to see what else is out there. And so if you know where to look, you can find a lot of really cool content. I found creators that I know and that I follow in other places who are on there. And I found people that I may never have found otherwise. People who are sharing really cool things that they're doing um, with resin, people that are doing amazing paintings, people that are showing how to draw, uh, people that are creating with the Glowforge machines, which made me really want one, except that they're like $5,000, uh, people who are just doing awesome stuff. And as far as lettering, um, if you are following me because you like lettering, uh, let me just tell you that there's a huge lettering component on TikTok as well, where you can just watch people lettering things. Um, I have a friend named Rob who's on there. His handle is write words like W-R-I-T-E, words make magic. And he does ambigrams where he'll take your name or a phrase or whatever it is, and he'll write it so that it's the same right side up and upside down, which <laughs> flabbergasts me. I don't know how he does it. We collaborated for one where he did the word snowflake, and then I illustrated it. Um, but he can do, I swear he can do any word, and I don't know how his brain does it. But uh, there's just really cool things to watch. You can see people doing different techniques and it's amazing what you can actually learn in 15 to 60 seconds. It blows my mind. Um, so there's some really cool content on there because TikTok is making a concentrated effort to get it on there. They're reaching out to the right people. Um, and as a result, it's getting flooded with really good things. Um, that is, if you know where to look. You want to search for the hashtags of things that you're interested in. Um, and, you know, there's also other really wholesome content on there, too. I will be the first to tell you that I love a good dog video. And, you know, I love to see cute little puppies doing cute little things. And like Instagram and like Facebook, uh, the algorithm of the app is such that as you like and follow certain accounts, they start to see what's similar about those things. So what happens is the more times that I like puppy posts, the more puppies I see in my feed. For me, this is a very good thing. 
And then it shows me other puppies that I might want to follow. And the same thing is true with the creators. The more that I look at things for painting or things for lettering or crafts or DIY or home decor, the more of those things will pop up and I'll see new people that I might want to follow. Um, it is a very interactive app, just like some of the others that you're probably already familiar with. You can like, you can heart, um, you can comment, and people can comment back to you. So you can definitely um, get to know some of these creators. You can ask questions about what they're doing. Um, so that's cool. Uh, so those are some of the really good things that I found about TikTok. Um, it is also really good for any kind of niche thing that you're really into. And uh, you might hear somebody talk about the sides of TikTok. And if you hear somebody talking about, you know, what side of TikTok are you in or on, um, so what that means is you can do a deep dive into some of this stuff and you can end up on what they call mom talk, which is where it's a lot of stuff that would appeal to moms, people my age. Um, there are also things like there's Broadway TikTok or Hamilton talk or, you know, you name it. If there's something that you're into, <laughs> there's dog talk, there's, you know, you can get immersed in these videos that all kind of have the same topic or subject, which if you love something, is a super cool thing. You can also find things that you never expected to find. Like there's a girl that I follow, uh, her hash, uh, not hashtag, her handle is Wintry Rose. Her name is Carrie and she is a Catholic gal who was a nun for some years in a convent before she realized that was not her calling and she left the convent and now she's married and has like five or six kids, something like that. But her stories are fascinating and I found myself just like watching this while I was on my exercise bike the other day and I'm like, this is is cool and I just watched like all of her videos and you can find things where people do parodies of Hallmark movies you all know I'm crazy about Hallmark movies and so you know you see these really fun things and they're light-hearted they're clean they're great um so there are definitely worthwhile things that you can watch and find on TikTok and it really is a place where people are starting to put worthwhile content that you can learn from um or even just be entertained by. Now, when we talk about the bad and the ugly, that's <laughs> where things change a little bit. So there's definitely the good. And you can stay in the good, but you have to keep a couple of things in mind. Um, when you're in the TikTok app, you basically have two choices for the feed that you see. One feed is the people that you are following. And after experimentation, I have learned that that's pretty much where I want to stay. So these are the people that I have found and chosen to follow because of what they post. Um, I trust them. I believe that they're posting content that I want to see. So when I scroll through that feed, I know exactly what I'm going to get. I'm going to get crafts. I'm going to get my dogs. I'm going to get um, the things that I am personally looking for. The other thing is the For You page. And the For You page gets a little trickier and a little hairier because what happens is that's where TikTok is using their algorithm to decide what things they think you might want to see. The good thing there is that sometimes it's accurate and sometimes it will introduce you to new accounts and new um, people and things that you might want to follow. The bad news is that sometimes the algorithm gets it horribly wrong. And you will find things in your For You page that are not at all for you. 
If you are someone who is not easily offended, you might want to go ahead and scroll through that for you page and you can just scroll by the things you don't want to see. Um, more and more, I've decided that that is not what I want to do because I'm seeing more and more things that are definitely not for me. And this for you page is the reason why my children are not allowed to have TikTok accounts. Um, at 12 and 13, I feel like some of the things that are coming through on the for you page are completely inappropriate. Not only do I not want to see them, but I certainly don't want my kids to see them. Um, if there were a way to set TikTok with parental controls and have it that only the people that my kids chose to follow would be what showed up, then we would have a different story. However, the For You page is very, very easy to access. Um, often it defaults to that instead of to who you're following, so you kind of have to manually switch it back. Um, and I trust my kids, but I also know what temptation is, and I also know that if something defaults, I mean, they can't even help it. If they open the app and it defaults to the For You page, they're there, whether they want to be there or not. And there are things that just simply don't need to be in front of their eyes or mine or yours. Um, everybody has their own tolerance level and their comfort level and what they feel like they want to view. Um, for me, the For You page exceeds that. So I've decided to stick with following. Um, at some point, I may decide that I want to get off the app altogether. But for now, um, I've been using it as a place to share content in the hopes that we will continue to flood it more and more with learning on TikTok and with creativity and good, wholesome content um, that can kind of turn that around. The other things that you want to keep in mind uh, when it comes to sharing and viewing on TikTok are... Um, you know, there's this issue of going viral. And some folks, when they go on TikTok, um, I have a lot of friends actually who are my age who go on because they want to see the creative things or they want to look at the Hamilton uh, side of things or, you know, they are big fans of a particular thing and they, they just want to stay up with what's going on uh, or they want to sort of monitor what's on there because their kids are on there. And so they create accounts but don't actually post content. Uh, but for those of us who are posting content, the ultimate goal seems to be virality. We want to put something up there that's going to go viral and it's going to get in front of millions of people and it's um, going to be popular and we think that that's going to change everything. And I admit that I was definitely in that boat when I started. I had one post when I was doing my posts for InCast where I was doodling different kinds of Christmas trees and all of a sudden it started to take off and it got over 750,000 views and I got really excited and I thought, oh, I've made it now. Now I'm going to get all these followers and I'm going to have people looking at what I do and then they're going to come to my blog, they're going to come to my website, they're going to attend my workshops, they're going to buy my books. And it didn't really happen. Uh, that one video had a lot of popularity and then the next video had a couple hundred views and that was it. And that was my first introduction to the fact that going viral is uh, seemingly completely by chance and doesn't really do a whole lot for you as a creator. Um, then the second viral video that I had actually happened just over this past weekend. You, if you've been following along on my Facebook, my Instagram, the website, you'll know that I just got something called a Dreambox, which is an incredible cabinet storage system, organization system for supplies. 
It is huge. It's amazing. It's beautiful. And it's expensive. Uh, Just like any major piece of furniture, it's an investment. And it is something that, you know, I'm partnering with the company to share awareness of it and to share how to use it, how I customized and decorated mine. And one of the things that I was to do was to post a reveal of my dream box. So I made a little TikTok video of me uh, with this cabinet all folded up. And then the, the cool thing is that this giant nine foot cabinet folds up to be what looks like an armoire and then you unfold it and unfold it again. And all of a sudden you have a room within a room. And it can hold all of your crafting supplies or your office or your homeschool or whatever it is. Um, People were saying it would be cool for a nail tech or a hair person, and it would. Um, And so I posted this little video. It's probably less than 30 seconds of me just opening the cabinet, and it went crazy. It, at the time that I'm recording this, has over 1.2 million views. And, you know, at first... I thought that that was incredible, and it is that that many people actually saw something that I put out there, Uh, but in the end, I find myself not even really happy about it because all it does is it brings out the trolls, y'all. Like When I'm creating content and I'm putting it in these spaces and I'm using certain hashtags, I'm looking for my demographic. I'm looking for my people who know me, who are similarly minded, who are looking for creative content, who want to be inspired, want to learn, uh, those kinds of things. And I feel like in large part, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, through the website, through my books, I've found y'all. I've found the crafters, the creatives, the, the just awesome people who are into the things that I'm into and we get each other and it's fun and I love to share things with you guys and you ask great questions and we have good dialogue but all of a sudden when something goes viral I don't have any control over who I'm reaching and not that that's a bad thing but then the reactions that I get are so different from what I'm used to because in my community on our Facebook group and our Facebook page and all the other places where I am, we always have such kind and polite discussions and we're good to each other. And I believe in that with all my heart that we should be kind to one another, even when we disagree. And all of a sudden, that's not what's happening. I have people who are just going crazy and saying the most ridiculous things. Um, Some of my favorites are people who decided that me owning a dream box was white privilege or, you know, that white women be crazy. And I'm thinking to myself, what does a cabinet have to do with any of that? Um, Without getting too far into a discussion about any of those types of issues, I would just suggest that there are plenty of people of color who own dream boxes and love them. Um, I do understand it's a high priced item, but there are also plenty of people of color who have resources and who achieve things and who have businesses and who have dream boxes of their own. Um, So I feel like it's sort of stereotyping to say that they couldn't. And 
I personally know people who have them, uh, like Tabitha Sows, if you go to her handle. Um, she is a fantastic lady of color who loves her Dreambox and uses it all the time. Uh, she just recently participated in the Dreambox dance-off and is probably going to win and should. Um, and so I just thought that comment was so out of left field. And, you know, I have people accusing me of being a racist because I own a dream box. And to me, those two things don't go together in any way. Uh, and it doesn't even make sense to me. And, you know, then I had people, I had a lovely young lady who left me a comment asking, why you wearing heels on TikTok, you 40? And I just wanted to say, I didn't realize, first of all, that it was that obvious my age. <laughs> I was hoping I could pass for 30-some still. Um, and I also didn't realize that turning 40 meant that I had to turn in my cool person card or that I had to donate all of my clothing and my heels um, and trade them in for moo-moos and slippers and check myself into assisted living. Uh, apparently, that's the case now. And uh, so if you need me, check the, the nearest assisted living center and I will be there in my slippers waiting to visit with you. Um, but, you know, it just it goes to show that once content gets out there and it's out there for the masses, there's no filter. There's no control over what people are going to say. And the other thing that I find to be ugly about TikTok is the capacity that people have to do a stitch or a duet with your video. Um had I known how this would turn out, I would have disabled those functions because you can do that. You can turn them off. Um, I thought naively when I first started, oh, wouldn't it be cool for someone to do a duet with me? Like if I'm teaching how to do something, what the duet means is that you can create a video where my video and your video kind of show side by side so we could do it together. You could draw Christmas trees at the same time that I'm drawing them and people could see how they look alike or how they look different. Uh, stitch is where they take your video and that plays for a few seconds and then it transitions to their video and they can say or do whatever they like. This I did not take into consideration. So now there are plenty of videos that are stitched out there with my little dream box reveal and I made the mistake of viewing a couple of them and the first one I saw was a woman who was not a fan of the cost and decided to um, explain that using lots and lots and lots of F-bombs. And if you know me, you know that swearing is not my jam. Uh, when I stub my toe, I definitely think those words in my head, but they don't come out of my mouth. It's just not who I am. And so um, I don't particularly like having myself and my brand associated with someone who's dropping about 20 F-bombs in 15 seconds. I can't do anything about it, though. I can't remove the video. I can't untag myself. And it's just out there. And so that was a hard lesson for me to learn that once I put something out there, other people can take it and do things with it that I have no control over. And that's very different than what happens on other social media platforms. Yes, people can take your images from other platforms. And I've had plenty of experience with people scraping photos and even tutorials off my site and posting them as their own, which is a totally different legal issue. Um, an issue altogether. But this, it just got ugly. And I hate it. And there's nothing I can do about it, which I think is what I hate the most is that I just relinquished all that control over something that has my face and my voice and my name on it. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there because that's the experience that I had with TikTok and especially virality on TikTok. Um, 
it just wasn't at all what I expected it to be. And as a result, I basically got nothing good out of it. I got not that I'm aware of anyway, I got no hits to my website, no one went and bought my book, because this video is really just me showing off my cool cabinet and how I organized it. Um, and so I, I imagine that Dreambox got a lot of hits off of it, but I didn't. And it hasn't helped my business whatsoever. And if anything, I would say that it harmed it a little bit. Because like I said, there's these stitches out there that have my face and my name and my brand that are nothing to do with me and what I stand for and what I do. So in the long run, I kind of wish that I never made the video and wish that I um, had just sort of stayed off of TikTok in the first place. Uh, personally, I'm still deciding. The jury is still out on whether I'm going to keep my account, if I'm going to keep posting. Uh, right now, I've been posting some little tours of the Dreambox just to kind of feel it out and see what's going to happen next. Um, because my thought is I got a whole bunch of new followers because of that video going viral. And my hope is that maybe some of those people who chose to follow are the people who are my tribe, who are my people, who do want to ask the good questions and who are there for content and not just to throw in a comment or get attention or boost their own account um, or just be snarky and mean for the sake of being snarky and mean. Um, so I have seen that in the tour videos, I've been reaching folks that are really interested in what I'm doing. We've been having good conversations about the types of Mod Podge and, you know, I've gotten questions about the cricket machines and things like that. And that's what I want. I want to be able to answer those questions and be in that space as a voice of um, wisdom, if you will, as someone who knows about the crafting stuff and can help point you in the right direction. Uh, that was my hope for sharing content in the first place. And so if it brought me some people who want to do that, then maybe I'll stick around in this space. Um, if not, I really don't know that there's a lot there for me. I might just sort of silently browse my dog videos and enjoy those. Um, I really don't know. But that's sort of been my experience with TikTok so far. There's good in that people are putting some great content out there and you can find some really cool things. Um, but there's bad too in that there's really some dark sides of it, some things that you can't control whether you see or not. And you can't control what people do with what you put out there. So my advice would be, you know, if you're curious and you want to give it a try, give it a try, but know that you're going to need to be a little bit thick-skinned if you're putting anything of your own out there. Know that virality is not what it's cracked up to be, and just be careful out there, friends, because it's it feels very, very different to me than Instagram and Facebook. There are cool things about it, but there are some things that just feel icky. I told my husband yesterday after being on there, I'm like, I just feel like I want to take a shower, and um I don't know. To me, in the end, at the end of the day, I don't know that that's a place that I want to be. Um, so I would love to hear about your experiences with the app and what you think of it and, you know, just what's happened in your space. If you have advice, words of wisdom for how to make it a little less icky and more fun and creative. Um, but yeah, I would just, I would love to be able to kind of continue that conversation because all I can do is share my own personal experience. Um, and I would be interested in hearing yours. So you can always uh, start a conversation in the Amy Latta and Friends Facebook group. 
if you're not a part of that already, it's a fun place to be. You can ask questions, you can start comments, you can share pictures. We do weekly show and tells of things that people are working on. So hop on over there and we can have a combo. Um, and you can also always reach me at amylattacreations at gmail.com. And um, I would just, I'd be really interested to hear your take and your thoughts uh, on the app and whether you're there, uh, whether you've found ways to kind of combat the bad and the ugly and focus on the good, uh, because I don't know, I feel bad writing it off altogether because there are good things, but um, I'm going to need to find some other ways to get rid of the bad and the ugly if I'm going to do that. So yeah, let's have a conversation about it. And um if you are looking for other inspiration, please come visit amylattacreations.com. Check out my other podcasts. And of course, check out my books on Amazon and anywhere that books are sold. So thanks so much for tuning in, guys. Um, stay tuned. I'm going to plan a new podcast soon all about the Dream Box to tell you more about that. And I'd also love to know what things you'd like to hear about coming up in the next few episodes. So drop those in the Amy Latta and Friends Facebook group as well. And I will catch you next time. Happy creating. Thanks for listening to Crafting and Coffee with Amy Latta Creations. For more inspiration, check out amylattacreations.com.